Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 podcast. And guys, in today's episode, I'm super excited to announce that we're going to be joined by the number one cornerback in JUCO and Oklahoma Sooner commit, Kendall Dolby. Kendall, thank you for coming on today, my guy. I'm excited to learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me on here. Hey, absolutely. Now, Kendall, before we do start talking a little bit about how, you know, you rose up to the point you're at now, committed to Brent Venables and the Sooners, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, you know, where you're from, how you got into football, why you got into football, you know, some of the little details about yourself. Yeah, so I'm from Ohio. I'm from the Springfield, Urbana area, uh, attended Springfield High School, uh, one of the top programs in Ohio. So, uh, uh, yeah, just growing up, uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't my upbringing, I ain't go, you know, I ain't gonna say it was too too hard, but like at the same time, you know, there was struggling times and uh, grew up in a single family with my mom and a uh, few siblings. So that's kind of like my background as far as growing up. I got you, Kendall. Now, let me ask you too, you know, growing up in the state of Ohio. Now, let me ask you, were you a fan of Ohio State or do you have a different team you were rocking with back in the day? Oh, yes, kid. You know I'm a Buckeyes fan, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got you. I got you 100%. I know it's a little bit, you know, different now that you're going to OU, but um, yeah. you still always have a little bit of Buckeye in you, right? Oh, wait. Yeah, it's always going to be there for sure. But now that I'm on, you know, for OU, hey, we put them I- boys, it's up. Hey, absolutely. Hey, 100%, especially if I'll make it to the playoffs here in the next few years. But um, so, okay, yeah, you know, growing up in the state of Ohio, obviously, and you talked a little bit about, you know, having a little bit more of a rough childhood and everything like that. And, you know, let me ask you this. I know it's kind of like a, well, no dip, but, you know, be going through all the adversity you had as a child and, you know, also translating that onto the fo- football field, do you feel like it kind of, tra- like it kind of, I think the best way to say it is, do you kind of feel like it helped elevate your game a little bit knowing that you had a lot to play for, you know, not just for fun-wise, but also to help your family get out of that place they were in? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Just as far as, like, you know, when you have adversity, people who go through the most adversity, I feel like, are the ones, you know, who thrive as far as trying to make a, a way for their situation. And I feel like when you go through adversity, you can either use that adversity as a positive way or, or a negative. And for me, it was it was more motivation, like you said. Like, it was more motivation to help me, you know, on the field. Like, anything I was going through, I remember, like, anything I was going through through my week, whatever it was, I always, whenever I stepped on the field, it was my opportunity to kind of let all that out and be that, be that like, escape for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. It definitely does. And, you know, it's kind of the same way I've always looked at football, too, as a way to get out of all, you know, the struggles and everything like that. But um, so, Kendall, for you, you know, growing up, you know, when did you actually start playing football, like age-wise? Oh, what was I think I was like eight, nine. Okay, I got you. So from a pretty young age, you started playing yeah, football. Most definitely, most definitely. I got you. So, so Kendall, when you first did start playing football, and I've got to ask you this because I try to ask everybody because I always get some weird responses. You know, what was your first position that you played? Because I've had O-line guys tell me they played quarterback. I've had quarterbacks tell me they were corners and linebackers. So, you know, for you, Kendall, what was your first position you played? Uh, see, my first position, I was a running back. I swore I was a running back. That was my favorite. I used to say, hey, I was nice with it. Speaking <laughs> of the Buckeyes, I always look up to Ezekiel Elliott. So, looking up to him, like, I wanted to play running back. You know, I wanted to do everything like the running back. So, yeah, I was a running back growing up. I got you. Now, let me ask you a little bit about Braxton Miller. Were you also a fan of uh, Braxton Miller back in the day? Yeah, hey, Braxton was hard. Braxton was hard. I, was hey, I, I had to make sure you brought up Zeke, but I had to talk about one of the all-time great you know, Buckeyes oh, yeah. of Braxton for sure. So that's cool, though. So you started out as a running back. Um, so let me ask you, when did you kind of start to make the transition over to playing the defensive side of the football? So it actually happened my, uh, my freshman year of high school, and uh, I was playing uh, freshman ball at the time. And, uh, I, was, I was still doing running back a little bit, but, you know, that for me as far as like getting on the field as a sophomore and after that I started I, I kind of like started to like the position a little bit like I like the biggest thing I like about playing DB is I feel like it's the most competitive position 
as far as like every play, you can't take a play off if you got to give it your all. So he made that kind of transition for me, and then I started to like it myself, and I took off at it ever since then. Hey, absolutely. So let me ask you too, you know, from going and being a running back, obviously you're trying to evade defenders to now you're becoming a defender, you know, covering, covering uh, wide receivers and everything like that. You know, what were some of the first initial struggles that you had, you know, making that transition from the offensive side to the defensive side? Uh, basically playing backwards, going to get some faster moves on the field. So that transition was hard for me a little bit, but uh, I was a competitor and I love to compete. So uh, I just stuck with it. Uh, Started working on the technique, you know, watching little tapes. Uh, on how safe DBs, Denzel Ward, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, NFL dudes, Jalen Renz, all them dudes, like watching them, how they play the game, and just kind of just picked up on it. But the first, obviously the first couple of struggles were just like kind of like the technique behind it, just how to play it. I got you. I got you. Definitely. So, so you know, now you finally made the transition over defensive back. You said your sophomore year, right, was when you, like, really started playing DB? I well, it was my freshman year, but I, I played varsity my sophomore year. Okay, I got you. So, so you started playing DB uh, varsity wise sophomore year. You know, if you don't mind, talk to us a little bit about how you know you feel like your high school career went overall. You know what I mean? Just you know, each year a little bit. You know how how you personally felt like you played during your high school career. It was actually it was lucky a struggle too. Like as far as so my sophomore year came around, and uh, I was playing varsity. Like I was the only sophomore on my team playing varsity. And like I said, I go to a a high uh, program, like a, a special program in Ohio, and. Uh, my sophomore year came around, started. I think it was the second game of the season. I got hurt, messed up my hamstring, and it, it put me out for the rest of the season. So that was tough right there. Like, that was, like, one of the biggest battles I ever faced going through, like, playing football. Like, it wasn't a serious, serious injury, but, like, it's like when you get, like, the core injuries, like hamstrings and stuff like that, back from, you know, a fast, a fast time. And junior year came around, uh, was playing again. Kind of had that. That was kind of the year where I kind of took off a little bit as far as like learning the position better and playing. Uh, had some struggles that year too, just as far as like just academics and stuff like that. You know, wasn't as dedicated as I should have been in the classroom. But then when my senior year came around, I had a really good, a really good year. My senior year made all conference, uh, all Southwest in the state. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a good, I would say I had a good career. But like the thing about my senior year was that was kind of like the year when you know I was doing good on the field and everything like that. But like I said, like my classroom. My uh, my schoolwork wasn't where it should been at. Like my grade is where it wasn't where it was supposed to be at. So that, I got you. That was kind of tough in a way. Yeah, no, I got you absolutely, and you know, definitely. Do you, I mean, obviously, you have all the talent in the world, you know, everything that you would need, but you know, unfortunately, grade-wise, it kind of you know limited you a little bit. So you know, now looking back at your high school career and everything like that, you kind of grateful you went those through those experiences and you know, kind of helped you mature a little bit in a way. Obviously, made me more hungry, and not only on the field and seeing the importance, uh, the importance of the classroom and treating the classroom just like the field, like. Coaches tell you all the time, like, you got to love the classroom just as much as you love the field because without the classroom, there is no field. So that definitely, I say, going through that and having to go through that and that experience and how I felt back in high school when I really couldn't go through one based off of grades, like, I made sure I would never be in that situation again. So taking the Juco route kind of gave me that second chance. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm glad you just mentioned that, you know, you decided to take the Juco route. And I want to ask you, too, a little bit, what what kind of made you decide to want to go out to Oklahoma? You know, you're from Ohio. You know, why did you end up wanting to go to uh, Northeastern Oklahoma A&M? So the, the defensive coordinator was actually at NEO. Uh, he, he's from the Springfield area, and 
very familiar with my high school, my head coach, and uh, you know he same like he's out in Ohio and he's all, I mean he's out in Oklahoma, he's all the way from Ohio, so he had the go- coaching job up at NEO and uh, like I said, he was familiar with my high school, my head coach, so you know he's seen seen the potential, seen the you know the drive in me, and he contacted me, contacted my high school coach, and basically like. It was either, you know, go Division Two, go to go Division Three, and there's nothing wrong with going Division Two or Division Three, but I just, I knew in my heart, like, I was a, a Division One player. The only thing that was holding me back was my grades, so I took the uh, took the Juco route and uh, followed what Coach Sully, that's what his name was, he followed him and came out to uh, Oklahoma, and it's, it's been great for me. I was about to say, I think, you know, you taking that risk, it ultimately worked out for you, and, you know, also taking the Juco risk, like you talked about, you know, you're either going to thrive in JUCO or you're going to end up falling, you know, because there's only two two outcomes of JUCO, right? You end up never playing football again or yeah. you ended up going to the next level. And just for you, you know, Kendall, you were able to get to that next level. But if you don't mind, kind of talk to us a little bit about, you know, some of the people that may not know, you know, some of the struggles that come with playing JUCO football over, say, in D3 or D2. Uh, there's definitely there's definitely some struggles in JUCO. Like, uh, I would say some struggles is just, just the resources, like, as far as like university universities, you don't really have as much uh, resources. Like most JUCOs are in the middle of nowhere. Like it, I feel like almost any JUCO you go to, you're almost in the middle of nowhere. So just the resources, you know, just the things that the universities have, you don't really have here. And it's and really things like that is either that's what really separates the dudes who go JUCO and what, what determines their future if they make it out or not is if they're gonna you know because they don't have the resources, they don't have this, this, and that, you're either going to find a way, make a way, and push through it, or you're going to let that get to you, but uh, for me, some struggles was uh, being away from home, that was that was tough at first, uh, and kind of like I just said, like, just resources and stuff like that, like, you really don't have as much resources as the university. I got you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Ken, I also want to ask you, too, a little bit, because, you know, we, you know, luckily enough, a lot of people that may not have played Juco football have been around in it. You know, they saw it from last chance you, right? You know, obviously, this series that went around with Juco's and followed them and everything like that. So, you know, I'm guessing I'm guessing you've watched last chance you a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, like, I got you. I used to watch it all the time, never thinking I would win Juco. So it's kind of crazy to think about it like that. <laughs> Not that it is. You know what's even funnier is I think it's at the end of season three when Indy they actually go to uh, you know your Indy current Oak. JUCO. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. And it's, but that's just kind of funny, you know, thinking that you're able to get to that stage. But you know, when when you look at the TV show and then you look at how it is in real life, would you say it, it's like, like it's a good kind of like picture of how it really is playing JUCO football? Uh, in a, in a way, yeah. Like in a way, it's definitely like that. But I feel like the thing about Last Chance You like. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that 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 was accurate about that, but I feel like they didn't get as much as like the good parts. Like you know what I mean? Like it, there's don't get me wrong. There's gonna be there's it, it, there's gonna be issues and stuff like that, but there's also a lot of good people, a lot of good things, a lot of hungry dudes, and so in a way, JUCO is kind of like Last Chance You, but they didn't. I feel like they didn't depict like the good parts of JUCO. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. You know, like the moments where there actually was like a lot of happiness and everything yeah, kind of made it look yeah. like it was just playing out depressing in the yeah, middle of Kansas. Struggle, yeah. yeah, I got okay, I got you. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Kendall, you know, kind of going back to you a little bit and also talking about competition at Juco because once again, you know, when you go to Juco, you're going up against guys that this may be the last time they ever play football in general. So, <clears throat> so you know, you got a lot of hungry guys around you wanting to get to where, you know, you eventually are at right now. So, in your own personal experience playing at JUCO level, would you say that might be one of the highest level of competition, you know, in all of college football? Is that the JUCO level? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I agree. Uh, 
especially the league that uh that that we're that, I, that the school that I'm at that we're in we're in the Texas league so I know the Kansas league is a tough league but the Texas league like anybody who knows Texas football like you know Texas football is always known to have the dogs and stuff like that and like you said it's it's a lot of people's last chance really it's a lot of people's last chance you in real life so like some dudes are fighting for their life like most I mean anybody who goes to I'm assuming that's what you're at Juco for is to fight to better your your future so I would say yeah the competition level is definitely I, I would say it's pretty good I got you I got you and you know Kendall you know now that your Juco career you know it's finished now and everything looking back you know, what would you say has been your most memorable moment so far, you know, playing Juco football? Like, whether it's most enjoyable moment or just, you know, literally your most memorable moment that you've had in Juco so far. Uh, most memorable memorable moments, I would just say, like, uh, the bonds that you make as far as, like, 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 like I said, when you go through adversity and, uh, you know, trials and tribulation, I feel like if the outcome of that can either be a good thing or a bad thing. And for me, it was, like, just the bonds, like, just me and the guys that I met from, you know, we're coming. I'm from Little Old Ohio, going to Oklahoma. Dudes all across the country, you know, you just you come together and you just most most of us have the same goal and same aspirations and dreams. So, you know, just the bond and pushing through stuff. Like we used to, like we don't fly planes, so like we was always anytime we had an away game, we're driving six hours away on a on a bus. And like in a moment, we hate it, but like those are the type of stories that down the line we're we're gonna talk about and that we've already been talking about. Now that it's coming to it. like the guys I came in with. I got you. I got you, Kendall. So, so, you know, also you talked about that memory and everything like that. Now, let me ask you also, too, since we're talking about your most memorable, you know, memory of Juco football so far. Let me ask you about the most crazy experience you've had in Juco football, whether it's like coaches, fights, whatever. You know, what's been your most like crazy moment you've had in Juco football? Because I've heard a pl- I've heard a decent amount of them, but I want to hear yours. Uh, the fights is real, for sure. <laughs> the fights yeah, definitely real. Like you, <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna see that for sure. I ain't gonna sit here and sugarcoat nothing. Like you're gonna see that. But uh, at the end of the day, it's love. Uh, the craziest thing for me was uh, my true freshman season, because in JUCO, I think what we only regular season games. I think we only had nine, and that's back my freshman true freshman season. That's when COVID was still around a little bit. So I had caught COVID that week. And uh, they still had me like I, they they didn't know if I was gonna be back in time, but I was doing everything I could to to get back because I wanted to play. So uh, I was coming right off of COVID, COVID as far as not being able to breathe as much. Like still pushing through that, and and like I played my first game. It was hot. We was down in Texas. Uh, obviously, the game was faster because it's college now, but. Just uh, for me, that's crazy. Just for the simple fact, like I was able to push through that, and you know, like I said, like that goes back to me being hungry and how mo- most you go do should be is hungry. Like no matter what, you better push through. So that was a, a crazy experience for me. Oh, I got you. I got you, Kendall. Definitely. And you know, now that we've talked about all your little experiences and everything like that in JUCO. You know, talking about how you got to this point. Let's talk a little bit about recruiting wise and how you got you know so far up the charts in ter- terms of recruiting wise. You know, currently you sit right now as the sixth you know sixth player overall in the nation, number one corner, number one JUCO player in Oklahoma. You know, but for you, do you like 
what are some things you've done so far to keep yourself, you know, level-headed and humble, you know, not acting like, you know, you're like the creme de la creme, the best of the best, you know, letting it get to your head and kind of becoming cocky. Obviously, you want to be confident, but, you know, not becoming cocky. You know, what are some things you've done to kind of, you know, limit yourself a little bit? Uh, I, for me, for me personally, it was just, just my life. Like, I feel like uh, so many times there's been situations where, you know, not necessarily got cocky, but there's been times where, you know, you're at your highs and, you, you forget that things can be taken away from you like this. Like, it can be things, you know, you never you never know what can happen. So just having that mindset as far as, like, you know, it, and another thing is, too, like, I'm going to the Division One level, so I still got to prove myself again. Like, obviously, every coach is going to tell you what you want to hear as far as, you know, you can come, come do this. You can tell you nothing and stuff like that because if not, their life, I feel like that's what keeps me level-headed and, you know, like I'm blessed to be in this position and be the number one corner in the nation. And like I'm not gonna like I feel like I, I feel like I've genuinely and truthfully worked for that position. And, uh, so it's definitely a blessing. But as far as like staying humble and level headed, it's all about like I said, like if you don't stay humble, then life will humble you real quick. So that's how I kind of look at it. Hey, I, I absolutely love to hear that, man. Seriously, you know, kind of looking back at you know where you're from and how you got to this point. Definitely, kind of one of the main things you want to do to be able to keep yourself level headed, like you just talked about. And, you know, also, too, you got all these big-time programs calling you, you know, OU, obviously, the school you're committed to right now, Oklahoma State, Washington, Arkansas. You know, you get all these big-time offers. You know, it's just it's cool to see how you're able to just, you know, keep calm, you know, just trust in your values and everything like that. But, um, Kendall, obviously, you know, we got a visit to OU. But let me ask you, you know, when did OU really start to factor in your recruiting process? Like, when did you really start to, you know, consider the Sooners to be your next school? Well, really, when they first hit me up, like, Thing about when like OU hit me up, like they came hard behind me, like just for the simple fact, like I remember when they first hit me up, Coach Venables had followed me on Twitter. I just got done with practice, so I'm not thinking nothing of it. I seen this notif uh, notification pop up, and you know I was thinking nothing of it. I'm thinking it's a fake account. I went to it and I followed them back, and next you know the whole coaching staff starts following me all at once. Starts following me, so they started DMing me from Co from Coach Venables to Coach Hall to Coach Block. They all started DMing me and uh, telling me uh, asking for my number. And telling me to call him stuff like that, so I had called. I called Coach Hall and uh, just off rip, like he kept it real with me. Like, man, like we love your film. Uh, we love, uh, we love your character. You know what you're about, and they wanted to offer me that day. But obviously, you got to go through uh, academics, make make sure your transcripts come back all right, and everything transfers over. So they they even hit my high school coach up about me just so. What was big? What was big for me about OU was just the genuineness that they that they've shown me, like. Uh, obviously, I know anywhere I go in the country, I, nothing's going to be handed to me. I'm going to have to work for everything and work for a starting spot. Like, nothing's going to be handed. But just the, the genuineness of showing me that I can come in and make an impact immediately. If I, if it's up, it's up to me, of course. But that was big to me. And just them, just, you know, contacting my mom every day, contacting me every day, just, just to check on me. Like, just outside of football, like, just make sure I'm straight outside of football, seeing where my head's at. Uh, and the biggest thing that Coach Venables preached to me is uh, – becoming a better man and that was big to me because I feel like a lot of times we you know as football players we get caught up in just football and sometimes coaches do like it's all about football and I feel like we forget that it's deeper than football you know coming to becoming a better man getting a degree uh being able to take care of your family outside of football is big and OU has preached that to me so many times so that was just really big to me so that's kind of what helped me make my final decision obviously I took an unofficial to the Bedlam game and that was kind of like a cherry on the on the top so 
Hey, I got you absolutely. Now, Kendall, let me ask you about that visit. You know, going to one of the most historic rivalries in all of college football, you know, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. And obviously in that game, OU's defense is, you know, for the first time really during the season, really stood up in that game, you know, shutting down OSU's uh, offense. So for you, I know you talked about it being the cherry on top and everything like that, but, you know, going and seeing the facilities, being around the coaching staff and everything like that, you know, how did that visit go for you overall? Uh, it was top tier. Like, they – they told me, like, they told my mom. I remember they had a little, they, they put me and my mom, they put me and my mom in a little group chat with them with Coach Venables and Coach Hall. And uh, they was like, oh, yeah, we're going to show out. We're going we gonna, to, like, you're going to enjoy your time. We're going to make sure you enjoy it. And, of course, this is an unofficial. So uh, unofficial is obviously uh, a lot different from official. So uh, just going there and being able to see the fan base, the, the environment of the game, and being able, obviously, OU was, hasn't had the best record this year, but <laughs> – so yeah that was that was kind of big for me just the environment and the fans and meeting the coaching staff uh being able to see guys face to face it it was big for me and I, i was i was really blessed and thankful i was able to do it Hey, absolutely. I can only imagine, you know, being in that environment for a rivalry game like that, especially as a player, you know, just kind of looking ahead and thinking, man, I could play in this game one day, right? So, no, absolutely amazing. That's really cool to kind of hear about. So, so let's actually go down to, you know, deciding day, Kendall. For you, you know, what were some of the final schools that you had to land you? Obviously, OU being one of them, but, you know, who were some of the other schools you were looking at? Uh, Houston. I like Houston a lot. Uh, Washington was up there. Uh, Arkansas. I like Arkansas. Uh, trying to think. Mississippi State kind kind of came in a little bit of, uh, a little late, but they were showing a lot of love. And then there was more schools. There was more schools hit me up, like uh, Wisconsin really wanted me really bad. Uh, there was a few other schools, but I just felt it. I had a conversation with my mom and asked her how she felt about uh, OU and the coach staff and everything. And she was just like, she told me, you know, your mom's gonna tell you everything that you need to hear so she let me know how she felt about it and she loved it so we was both on the same page that's kind of what helped me make uh my final decision i got you i got you you know you pretty much here you know i think it was about what two three weeks ago when you committed maybe completely wrong but just just a little bit ago so you know you finally commit to ou you have that you have that pressure off your back now now you're going on your official visit and everything like that so for you kendall you know maybe outside of football or, or just football related in general you know what's the things you're looking forward to once you do arrive on campus up in norman uh, some things I'm looking forward to. Uh, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is getting to work. Like now that, like you said, now that the pressure's off my back as far as committing and figuring out where I'm gonna go to my next school at. Uh, really, I want to get to work and just get to it. Like I'm ready to see how my uh, my time there plays out. Like I'm hungry for it, so I would say getting to work. But other than that, I would say just being able to uh, be with the coaching staff every day and meet my new teammates uh, and seeing what OU has to offer. I would say that's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. Hey, I love to hear that, man. Sis, I love the fact that you're ready to, com- you know, compete, especially at the biggest level of college football. Because you know, here in the next few years, OU's going to be going to the SEC. So hopefully, when you're, you know, sooner, you'll be able to compete in the SEC. But, um, anyway, Kendall, I just have a few more questions for you before we do start to wrap things up, because I don't want to keep too much of your time. Um, but the next one I want to ask you is, is you know, kind of, you know, your play style, right? So whether it's past, present, college football, or NFL. What player's play style do you feel like you truly resemble the most and why? Uh, I would say I've been compared to Buda Baker a lot, and I, I can see it. I can see it. Like, uh, I'm not the biggest dude. Buda's not the biggest dude. But one thing about it is that boy like to come hit, and that's how I feel. Like, I love to hit. Like, I, like I said, I ain't the biggest dude. 
but I love I love the whether it's in the slot, safety, corner, like I'm gonna cover, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do everything I can to cover, which I feel like I can do, but the biggest thing I like to do is come up and hit something. So I would say Buddha Baker, uh uh I like Denzel Ward, Gang Jair, Jalen. I love all them dudes. Hey, I got you. I know all you fans that might be listening to this right now, they're definitely excited to hear about a corner that wants to hit because, you know, no shot at your Sooners. You know, be me and a TCU fan, I might be a little bit over my head. But, you know, definitely tackling was a little bit of an issue this year, so definitely the fact that, you know, they're getting a guy like you, Kendall, that's going to be able to, you know, definitely lay the lumber. That's, that's something great for them to hear. And But, um, you know, next question I want to ask you, Kendall, and one of the most important ones, so I'm telling you, you cannot mess this one up. So pregame, right, sitting in the locker room, Got your headphones on, AirPods in, or if your music taste isn't trash, you even got the team aux. What is your go-to pregame hype song and why? My go-to. I like listening to a bunch of dudes. I say on my playlist on game day, I like little baby in my ear, young fire, boy. Fire. In my, yeah, y'all, yeah, most Young boy in my ear, uh, young pappy in my ear, and then sometimes like I might listen to like some sad music just to feel like. Like like I said, it's a, it's a mindset thing. So when I, when I listen to sad music, sometimes it puts me in a mindset like the world's against me. And in the yeah, game, I, yeah, you feel me? Like I need to feel like that. So I, <laughs> I won't lie music. to you. I won't lie to you. Some of the young boys, like some of the young boys, sad songs, man, they really be making you just want to absolutely go out there and murder somebody. So crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I swear. No, but I got you absolutely. I mean, definitely. Your music, your music, your music taste is not trash, so I'll give that to you. And I've had a couple guys tell me Katy Perry and a couple uh, other ones have been a little bit crazy. So I'm man, glad whatever, that you whatever gets, whatever gets you in your mode. Go ahead. <laughs> I think it was some Kansas State kids, so that might be a little yeah. bit wild. But but anyway, Kendall, man, seriously, you're an absolute amazing kid, amazing player. I look forward to definitely watching you put on the crimson and cream, which pains me a little bit to say, but yeah. I definitely do look forward to it. I'll be rooting for you, and you know, for everybody out there listening to today's interview make sure to go show my guy kendall some love i'm gonna leave all of his socials links everything like that down below make sure y'all go buy his jersey whenever he gets to OU. make sure you show him any type of support kendall man before we head out is there anything you want to say my guy uh boomer sooner i'm ready to get to work let's get it hey absolutely well kendall you take care man and i'll, I'll see you up here in norman real soon yes, sir i appreciate you